Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1TN5 for Tuesday, March 29th. I'm Jack Vaughn. Cleveland State AD Scott Garrett has signed an extension through 2026, according to Stadium's Jeff Goodman, who reports Garrett will receive a base salary of $205,000 with an additional $15,000 in supplemental salary. The Courier-Journal's Tim Sullivan observes that after 107 days with interim AD Josh Hurd in the position, Louisville has yet to post an RFP for a search firm to find a permanent AD. Quote, Two questions. One, why the wait? Two, why bother? Would be stunned if Hurd is not the guy. The women's basketball head coach Jeff Waltz extension showed me something. Hurd didn't want Waltz to think his needs were secondary, so he negotiated a new deal even as he was getting men's basketball head coach Kenny Payne in place. Veteran move. The Pac-12 is moving its conference office online and will relocate its production facility when the lease expires in June of 2023. Commissioner George Klyovkov says, The Pac-12 is committed to best supporting our employees by providing a work environment that accommodates today's modern world and gives our employees maximum flexibility to live and work where they want while still fostering collaboration among staff and our valued member institutions. We are also committed to ongoing best-in-class production of Pac-12 events. We are excited for what this new remote and flexible work environment can do to support our employees and for the new ways it will allow us to reinvest in our member universities so that they can best support student-athletes. U.S. Senators Marsha Blackburn, a Republican from Tennessee, and Cory Booker, Democrat from New Jersey, will introduce the NCAA Accountability Act of 2021, which establishes strict requirements for the NCAA infractions process and implements involvement by the U.S. Department of Justice and the U.S. Attorney General, according to Sports Illustrated's Ross Dellinger. Specifically, the bipartisan bill requires NCAA inquiries to be completed within eight months of a school receiving a notice that an investigation has opened. It also prohibits the NCAA from investigating violations that were alleged to have happened more than two years before the notice of investigation was sent to a school. The current statute of limitations is four years. The bill prohibits the NCAA from using confidential sources as evidence for decisions and allows schools to appeal punishments by using a three-arbiter panel, different from the NCAA's current appeals committee. Blackburn says, The NCAA has a well-established history of backroom deliberations that produce unfair punishments for athletes, coaches, and universities. With the emergence of new name, image, and likeness rules, it is more important than ever to address the systematic failures that have eroded league fairness. A group of South Carolina lawmakers in the College and University Trustee Commission is refusing to approve re-election bids for South Carolina trustees Dorn Smith, Thad Westbrook, Edward Floyd, John Von Leahy, and Chuck Williams. One point of contention is a $10 million loan taken out by the athletic department from regular university funds to buy out the contract of former football head coach Will Muschamp. Additionally, the lawmakers have voiced their displeasure over the process that led to the selection of former President Robert Caslin. Representative Kirkman Finley said, The university, in my opinion, has finally reached a level of a dumpster fire. The commission today decided not to vote on whether to send the trustees to an election before the entire General Assembly on May 4th. 
Meanwhile, according to WFAE, bills in both the House and Senate may move forward that would cut the number of trustees on the board. Navigate CEO AJ Maestas offers more qualitative analysis to accompany the firm's recent Power 5 revenue projections, telling The Athletic's Nicole Auerbach that disparity, particularly between the SEC and Big Ten and the other Power 5 conferences, is quote, normal, but it is concerning for a few reasons. One is coaching talent. There's very little that other conferences will be able to do to compete with the budgets of the SEC and the Big Ten, and that cascades down throughout all the resources. If somebody has double the resources of somebody else, how are they supposed to compete? Maestas goes on to contend the Big Ten has a significant advantage by, quote, going first in this media rights negotiations climate and to not be competing with the football college playoff deal. If you want high-quality college football at the highest level, there's only one option right now that you know is going to deliver in a really, really big way, and that's the Big Ten. Thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1TN5 for Tuesday, March 29th. I'm Jack Vaughn, and be sure to check in tomorrow morning.